0: Sunday school teachers. Before we get to the Word, I'm going to say another word. Or we're going to read the Word. Please make sure your cell phones are turned off. Please turn your Bibles over to... This is a bit of a review. review uh, Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to be reading... Verses 1 to 4 and verses 14 to 16. I'm reading from the New International Version. As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. Verse 14, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who, he, who is the head, that is, Christ. From Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today, Lord God. Despite the smoke, Father, it is still a wonderful day that you've blessed us with to be with our church family, to be with our loved ones. We thank you for the privilege that we are able to come to church and not fear for our lives, Lord God. We thank you for this building and this body of believers. And we thank you for the workers who are exercising their spiritual gifts, Lord God. We thank you for the songs and the message behind the songs. We pray for blessings for them, Lord. We ask now for wisdom, Father. Let your Holy Spirit, Lord God, teach and reveal to us what you want us to know. And give us all humility, Father God, so that we will receive and accept your message. Guide us and bless us. In Jesus' sweet and mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 I entitled our message, In Love. In Love. So, there was a couple times or three times that uh, Paul mentioned it in what we just read. And I know we talked about this, these verses, but we discussed the the unity, the call for unity. And last week, we discussed about the spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit. And before that, we spoke about the diversity and just the need of it. But I intentionally skipped this part, that when Paul mentioned in love, the the purpose of everything that we do, other than the building of the, the church, right, is we do it. In love. In love for what? In love for Jesus and in love for each other, right? But there is, I was very careful in trying to get into it without emphasizing the other things because when we hear, when we make it about love right away, it gets watered down for some reason because us Christians, we have watered down when we hear the word love. We have watered it down to what the world has watered it down to. For most of us, I should say. Some of us were very keen in observing that, that we know the real meaning of love when, when we read it in, in, in our scriptures. But some of us, or most of us, we have fallen into the trap of the softening or the watering down of the meaning of love. So hopefully tonight, our purpose is to make the emphasis of the, in, of the love part for the Lord and for each other And keep it in mind of what you've already uh, learned, the spiritual gifts, the need for unity, the need to build the body, okay? So here's the first part, is the patient, be patient with one another, bearing one another, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Um, here's, Here's the review of, unity right because the call there is unity the whole context of that is unity but then there's the reason the reason is of our love the review for the, and the ingredients for unity are humility now humility when we say humility this is not to think of your less of yourself but thinking of yourself less right B- which is the complete opposite of the world the op- the world says love yourself You do you, right? You do what is right for you. And then the second thing is gentleness, or the meaning is meekness or power under control, like Jesus, right? He had the power to not go to the cross. He had the power to to send the armies of angels and then rescue him, but he was meek and he was gentle. And then long-suffering, the forbearance, right? Patience. So when we say patience, we, when the Bible says patience, it really means long suffering. We hate that, right? Who wants to suffer for a long time? Right? Who wants to suffer much more for a long time? And then the fourth is love. The reason why we will be patient. The reason why we are gentle or should be gentle. And the reason why we should be humble. Now, the illustration that I have here is when Jesus was on the cross already, in Luke twenty three thirty two to forty three, Jesus was was crucified right and, and uh, right of, uh, on his right and on his left were two criminals, two thieves, that were crucified uh, along with him. Now, the commentaries says that those guys weren't just thieves. They just didn't steal anything because the capital punishment for, for stealing isn't death. So they must have killed someone in the process while they were stealing something. They must have committed murder for them to deserve crucifixion. And then they, and then and along, somewhere, somewhere along the way, Jesus, in the middle of his suffering and his crucifixion, people were making fun of him, right? People, the, verse 35 reads, "The people stood watching stu, stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. Right? And then the soldiers also came up and mocked him. Verse 36, they offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of Jews, of the Jews, save yourself. By right? all these, this mocking and all this ridicule and uh, the suffering, the middle of, the su- of suffering, Jesus was still patient jesus was still patient he was long suffering why because he had you and me and our sins in mind so that's why he was willing to suffer that much and then one of the criminals there hurled another another insult at jesus so see he was really gentle another insult aren't you the messiah Save yourself and us. All right? Save yourself and us. But then the other criminal rebuked the other guy and he said, Don't you fear God? Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. You know, do you see everything about Jesus in that that account? humility right jesus could care less about what his well-being for his well-being he he forgot about himself why because he knew that he came here to rescue mankind from the sins that we've committed against him so we, he was humble and he was gentle he held his power he gave up his power so that he can be the perfect sacrifice for us again it's us it's us that he had in mind and again I mentioned the long suffering forbearance and then the love why the big reason why because he loved us he loved the world see Jesus God never send, sends anybody to hell it's our sins That brings brings somebody to hell. But Jesus came down to rescue us so that we will not spend a day in hell if only you will receive His forgiveness and His sacrifice, correct? So having this in mind, can you not be patient with each other, right? Shouldn't this be our standard or our reminder for ourselves that, man, you know, if God... Was patient with me. If he is always gentle with me, why can I not give that to a brother or a sister, who has deeply offended me? You know, there's this uh, there's this man, and um, he was talking to his wife, and he said, "Babe, I hate the world, and everyone in it. I have no patience for it." It started to make me sick and the wife asked what do you think of me and then the husband goes oh sweetheart you mean the world to me <laughs> hopefully he's saved right and then and then there is this uh, talking about patience there's this this poster that went up in the seminary they said Going to a seminar on patience, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not just bad jokes, but you know, I needed something to kind of lighten it up. The second part is speaking the truth. You know, speaking the truth here, let me read this verse. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming, instead speaking the truth in love. So what's the difficulty nowadays? The difficulty nowadays is if you say something that is opposite of what your listener believes in, you're automatically either a racist because you're Republican or you're Christian, right? You're a racist because you... Or, 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 they don't. You agree with gun control, or you don't agree with gun control, and all of a sudden it's just not welcome, right? And isn't it the same for for Christianity nowadays? Sadly, because of the fact that the, the 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 Word of God has been watered down even in our churches, that if if a preacher says something that is not popular or lines up with the popular thinking, the preacher loses members. <laughs> right because really god should serve us right isn't is that what the world is saying it uh, we don't care on h- what higher power you believe in so lo- so long as it makes you happy so are you happy as a born-again christian good for you i'm happy as a buddhist so leave me alone right but then here paul as paul talks about the spiritual gifts that God has given to every believer, that and then hopefully that believer now belongs to a church family, a church body, that person, every believer is encouraged to speak the truth in love. Now, that's the tricky part though. Because if we know of a brother or a sister who's committing sin, who's, who's deep into sin, we know what's the first reaction of people that are being called out. Remember Peter? Remember Peter when, 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 when the, the, the girl said, You're one of them? Did he react in a calm way? And he said, Don't be silly, girl. I'm not one of them. No, he was upset, right? He was in denial. He was angry. See, uh, wives, if your husband responds in anger, you're probably correct in your suspicion. <laughs> that's the first clue because biblically it gives them away right away were you sleeping no I wasn't sleeping <laughs> you were snoring now wasn't snoring right? now in order for us to grow in our faith the gifts of the Spirit we we discussed this last week that Christ has given to each believer according to how he saw sees fit it must be exercised by the believer then there then there is that need to learn and be taught and for Paul to say that there are false teachings too that's what we see here there were fo- there's false teachers out there and there's false teachings there and and then what are we supposed to do then aren't we because of because of our love for each other aren't we supposed to say it and tell them that hey you know that belief is actually wrong that's actually that's not a doctrine. That's not a teaching of our Bible. But you have to say it in love. Again, another tricky part, right? Because, you know, when we're right and we're in an argument or a debate, we just want, we don't, you know, you're already wrong. Don't say anything at all. I'm doing you a favor. No, 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 no. Right? We say it in a harsh way because we're impatient. Right? We have no time. We have to go to the pot. Bless. I need to tell you this right now. Be quiet. I need to warm the food. Right? I need to go somewhere. I have to teach about patience. Just listen now. (laughs) Right? We have to say it in love. Now, the illustration that I have here is when Jesus, about speaking in truth, this is in John 6, 53 to 59. I think I have it here. Yeah. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum, right? And then what happened? And John six sixty six says, and many abandoned him. But see, when we share the gospel to our loved ones, to our friends, to our family who have not received Jesus, we very well know that's why we don't do it right away, is we know it's not going to be received well, right? especially for the Filipino culture. We know the, the, the background there is, is the Catholic faith. And there's a lot of idolatry there that's, and a lot of tradition that's in t- tied with it. And there's a lot of, you were born as a Catholic, you should die as a Catholic, right? Doesn't matter if you have to accept Christ to be forgiven, just be a Catholic. Obey me, I'm your mom, I'm your dad, right? Is that what it says here? Now, Jesus, because of his love for the word, he tells the truth, right? He told the truth up to now. Up to now, God wants us to know the truth, whether we like it or not. Remember when Jesus was faced with this rich young ruler? The rich young ruler said, tell me what it is I need to do in order for me to gain eternal life. And what did he say? Give everything that you have and then come follow me. I know we discussed this before that maybe the rich young ruler was just waiting for an answer from Jesus. You've done everything well. Come and enter the joy of your, your king, right? No, it's there was one thing that was holding him back his riches. See, when you're sharing the gospel, you're probably not going to be welcome because they have a lot of idols that they're holding on to. When we tell the truth to a Christian who's stumbling, They've already fallen into that sin. They already love it, right? That's why they're—they're—it's—it's it's called a, a snowball effect. They're already committing premarital sex, and you tell them the Bible says you have to keep sex holy. It has to be in matrimony. It has to be in marriage. You can't have it. What do they do? You know what? Forget it. That's why I never go to church. That's why I never go to church. I feel like I'm judged every time I come to church. Yes, because this is your authority. The Word of God is our authority. The church for every believer is the ultimate authority for us. It's not the government, although we are told to submit to the government so long as it doesn't break our fellowship with the Lord. But the ultimate authority for our lives, Christians, is the Bible. So when you hear something that you do not like here, you must heed to it. If it's written down in the Bible, that's what's going to happen. That must be what we need to do, right? And because of our love for you, me and the other guys that teach us up here, we tell you the truth. Whether it doesn't make us popular, we get unfriended on Facebook or Instagram, you know, they don't show us their Snapchats, they take us out, don't show to pastor, Right? (laughs) (laughs) because pastor's always creeping in. Let me see what's in your story. What are you doing this Saturday night? Where were you, right? So it's... But we have to tell the truth. We have to speak the truth. If we love you, if you love me, you have to tell me in love what it is that you think I'm wrong in, right? Now here's a... There was a priest. uh, A priest was preaching one Sunday. And the sermon, he says... The sermon that I'm going to preach today is about honesty. And everyone nodded like mm, great. Before I begin, I would like to like all those who have read Matthew chapter 29 verse 15 to raise their hands. Many people raised their hands. And then he said that is very unfortunate to see that there is because there is only 28 chapters in the book of Matthew. So all of you just lied. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then they say, they say that honesty is the best policy, right? And then after careful consideration, dishonesty is the second best policy. That's what they said. And then they said that if honesty is the best policy, right? But if you don't have the ability to lie, then you are now a liability. That's what the company said. Now, the world justifies lies. Be nice tolerate them well you already know that the only way to heaven is Jesus Christ so you're gonna be nice you're, you, you're you're gonna tell me that this is the only time that you have with this one person and all of a sudden God turns your conversation into salvation or going to heaven something about God and you but you're saying I don't want to offend him I have to be nice so he says, right? Anything, any, anybody can go to heaven, right? So long as they don't kill people. Right? I mean, I'm a, I'm a good person. You know me. I don't need anything else, right? And you're gonna say, yes. You might not say yes, but your silence can say or is saying yes. Correct? So if 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 we are to in love for God and for others, if that means we have to speak the truth, are we loving them by not telling them about their that they're heading the wrong direction? Are we loving them by not saying anything at all? Are we loving them but not by not being available? If they have chosen the wrong lifestyle, let's say they have chosen to be homosexuals. Now it's very unpopular, right? Very unpopular for you to be a to say anything against that now right there was a pride month now right i mean that's, isn't that just ironic pride month and god says right god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble and then there's this pride month right and then, and then they took god's promise which is the rainbow during noah's time right symbolizing God's promise, reminding everybody, I will not take the world again through water. I will not flood the, 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 the earth again. And the, earth, the, the rainbow, right? We, we t- discussed this before. It's, it's a bow because during Noah's time, the, the weapon before was a bow and arrow. And the rainbow is a bow. And you would, it's like a symbolism where the arrow points to God, meaning he's taking the arrow for us but they took that too. They took the colors, they took their rainbow and they're saying Pride Month and you are prejudiced. You are a bigot. You are a close-minded, old school, stupid guy if you don't accept this lifestyle. And I have many verses here to prove you otherwise. Are we supposed to stop and not say anything about that? Because we don't want to offend them or because of our love for them do we stand with God. Number 1, our love must stand with God first and foremost. Amen. amen. Yeah. That's a loud amen. I like it. Praise God. And hopefully as we step out of this building, we're going to realize that our lives our lives matter to the people that are looking in. And what we say and what we don't say also matters a whole lot, especially when it's someone that God has brought into our lives that He's not a Christian. We have to speak in truth, even if it's not popular. Because if the world hated me, Jesus said, what is in return? If the world hated me, don't worry, the the world will love you? No, if the world hated me, it will hate you as well. Mark 12, this is the third point. In love and God's love and it hates sin loving God being in love with God makes us hate sin because in Mark 12:29 to 31 the most important one answered Jesus is this oh hear o oh israel the lord our god the lord is one love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength and the second is this love your neighbor as yourself there is no greatest commandment than these uh, agape, the agape love and agapao love together, right? But in love, for if you are really in love with God, there is no condoning of sin. Because of, of a lot of people says, "Oh, God is love," in a way they're saying God will condone sin. They don't say that because it's the, they know it's the wrong thing to say. But they're saying that justifying their lifestyle. Well, if you're telling me that your God is love, then why would He judge my homosexual lifestyle? Why would He judge my addiction? If God is love, why would He judge me? I don't, I, I'm not a criminal. I take care of my parents. I take care of my children. I provided for them. Even after my death, they will be well taken care of. But I'm not a Christian. I will not surrender to Jesus. Why will I go to heaven? Why will I not go to heaven? That's pride, right? And then there's nothing else that we could do because Jesus, is, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So there's no condoning of sin. God hates sin. Amen? Amen. Let me s- skip that. Psalm 5.4, 5, 5, it reads. I hope you're taking notes. If, if you think for some reason you ran out of ammunition when they say, well, if your God is love, right? I mean saved by grace. Right? This is the that's the saddest part. When a Christian says, I'm saved by grace, I can continue to live in my sinful ways. No, you're you are saved by grace, but your love is not focused on God. You're f- f- focusing on yourself again. You're being selfish again. You're just embracing your sinful lifestyle again, and then you're masking it that your love, your love for God. You know, you're just taking God as a get-out-of-jail ticket, like in Monopoly, right? But look at this, Psalm 5, 4, For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you, evil people are not welcome. Proverbs 6, 16 and 19. New King James Version. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to Him. A proud look. The arrogant people. The prideful people. A lying tongue. I would say the chismosas fall in here. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness, oh, actually here's the chismoso. A false witness who speaks lies. And one who sows discord among believers, the people that causes division in families, cause causes division in church families. God doesn't you think he, he says, oh that's fine. No, he cost him his begotten son. And you think it's fine? Nine, Psalm 97, 10. Oh, you who love the Lord. Hate evil! Exclamation point. Do you love God? Amen. So hate evil. Hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Now, we could die in this life. We could die. An evil guy could shoot me right now and I would die. My body would die. But for eternity, I will be with the Lord. Amen? All of us, that's true for every believer. This body will fade, but we will be with the Lord. But what does that mean? We're saved by grace, and for eternity we're saved by grace. It means if we are in love with God, we are to hate sin. So this is one thing that you need to be speaking in truth to yourself and to the others that God brings along your way. The, especially the unbelievers, especially the believers too. If they have crossed, if they have turned a detour, took taken a detour in their life, right? We've seen a lot of detours in our town, right? A lot of detours, of different exits now because of this construction. But there is only one way to heaven. And if we are in love with God, we should speak the truth, and we should be bold enough to say, "Look." You're living in sin. The Bible says this. I love you too much for me to just turn away and say, fine, I'll just talk to you tomorrow. What makes you think that they have tomorrow? What makes you think you have tomorrow? And if you truly love God, right? If you truly love God, you will obey God. Amen? But the order is this, we love God first with our entire being. See, that's the order, right? What's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with your entire being. And the second is like it. But see, some of us, we love the second part. We love our children too much for us to tell them and apply the discipline of God to them. We love our spouse too much before we love God. That's why we compromise our own faith. We, we, we compromise our own walk because we forgot that we have to love God first and foremost. See, so it cannot be any other way. The hierarchy must be God first, then everyone else. God first, then everyone else. Where was, where was I here? And then how about this one? This is this is be patient with one another. Going back to the the, the patient part. Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Pride comes before destruction, in an arrogant spirit before a fall. Colossians three thirteen to fourteen reads, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Why am I bringing this this to? Because the one thing that will cause us not to be patient with other people is because we think, we think that we're better than them. Think about it. The many times that you've lost your cool you lost your patience with someone else, it's because you're thinking somehow, man, if I did it, how come you can't do it? If I can't come to church on time, how come you can't do it? Then we become judgmental because we think all of a sudden we're better than them. But then if we recognize the fact that, you know what, if God was God is always patient with me. Just this morning, I fell again. I yelled at my kids. I kicked my dogs, you know. I didn't, okay. Uh, right? And then then I'm going to stand there and say, you guys are just not making it. You're you're missing the mark again, and I'll I'll slam the Bible and walk away. No. If we know that we are all fallen beings without the grace of God, we will be patient in trying to edify each other. Who be patient in trying to apply grace and being forgiving. And that's why in Colossians, right? Bear with each other. That's where you can say, I can suffer long for you, my brother, because God suffered long for me and continues to suffer long for me. Right? And here, the last point: love for the unbelievers. John 13, 34 to 35, a new command I give you. Love One another. This command goes to us Christians, us believers. This is the command to us, that we are to love one another. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's why the header is love for the unbelievers. The title of our message is In Love. In love with God. If we are doing everything in love for the Lord and in love for each other... Right, we are to be patient, we are to be speaking in truth, and we are to be careful of our love for each other, our testimony. This is what he speaks about. If we are loving each other, and the people that are looking in, everybody knows Anmu is a Christian, everybody knows I'm a Christian, and then we're, all of a sudden we're playing basketball, and all of a sudden Anmu is not a Christian, and I'm not a Christian because we're throwing elbows at each other's face. Because I'm called the wrong thing, right? And then the unbelievers that are watching us, they're like, dude, I thought this was like church boys, man. I thought I was in Montello for a second there. These guys are acting like gangsters again, right? I mean, we're laughing. It's simple, basketball. But then how how does this happen? Church divisions. Church divisions, right? Somebody didn't agree with somebody. You know what? I'm done. leaving. Everybody hears about it. I hear at the grocery, oh, I heard your church had a church division. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Can I pay for my bill now? <laughs> but it's, we have to be aware. Everything that we do, everything we do, whether we do it intentionally or unintentionally. But then what's the command? The command is we have to love one another. And we discuss what love is. You tell me the truth, I tell you the truth. You be patient with me. I will be patient with you, All right? Because of our love for God, and in our and in our love for God, brings out love for each other. Now I'm, I'm intentionally keeping out, uh, leaving out the marriage part because we have our own. We will have our own session in the marriage part. That's we will have probably a sixteen-week session. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, there, but but we can you can imagine the husband and wife here and families here, right? Our families, that's why, that's why the number one place that the enemy loves to attack are families. Why? Because if the world knows that Tito Orly and Mama Marcy are believers, they're deacons at church, the enemy would love to attack that. Because if they fall, Mikey falls. And then Mike, their testimony with their relatives are like, See, if God can keep your marriage, what's God good for? If you are the God of the Jews, save yourselves. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. He saved others. How come he can't save himself, right? Because that's, that's what they're seeing. They're going to mock us. Now, we're going to get attacked. We're going to fall. We're going to stumble. But God, you know, but God knows to remind us right away that we are to love one another now, does it does it prevent for us to offend each other no it doesn't but then when the, when somebody gets offended what did he say we have to forgive each other we have to suffer long we have to be gentle we have to be forgiving because God did that for us right when we can do it for him or for each other you know there a uh, J Dwight Pentecost uh, preacher tells of a church split that was so serious each it's so serious that each, each side filed a lawsuit to dispossess the others from the church. They went to court to remove each other, completely disregarding the biblical injunction not to go to court against fellow believers, because that's, that's in here, right? That's a doctrine. The civil courts threw it out, and then eventually it came to a church court where it belonged. Right? If we have a disagreement, it belongs to the church. The higher judiciary of the church made its decision and awarded the church property to one of the two factions. The losers withdrew and formed another church in the area. In the course of their proceedings, the church courts found that the conflict began at a church dinner with an elder receiving a smaller size of ham then the child seated next to him I know how why in the world would they give him a smaller slice in the first place I mean he's an elder he deserves the end cut right right yes isn't that in our bylaws John can you put it on the screen please <laughs> pastors and elders get the first dibs <laughs> the root of the problem was an absence of patience and absence of forbearing love, not to mention lack of humility and gentleness. You did not give me a bigger slice. I will sue you. I will start a group and kick you guys out. Wow. Church, if we are to be in love with God, we are to be in love with each other. And being in love with each other, it's not to condone each other's sin. It's actually to call each other's sin out so that we will live for the Lord properly because we love God first and then our love for Him just overflows to correct each other in a loving way. And we have to be gentle when we deliver it. We have to be loving when we deliver it. And we have to be patient when they're not listening. I hate that part, really. <laughs> no, <laughs> I hate Right? It's... To be patient means to be irritated for a long time. <laughs> right? Isn't it? For those of you who have raised children, you know what it means. Up to now, you're probably getting irritated. My son's still irritated. My mom, I'm still probably irritating right now. <laughs> what is he talking about again? Right? See, the love of the Lord has to be in us in order for us to give it out. Right? We cannot give what we don't have. So what do we have? God said He loved us so much that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's, much, that's how much He loved us. You know, imagine if you're thinking, I don't know, Lord, I don't know how much You love me because all these things are happening. Church camping got canceled. Maybe You don't love us now. Right? You have to look at the cross. The cross is empty. Why? Because our Jesus is alive. Amen? Amen. And He is alive, but He died on the, on the cross and was buried for three days. And he, if you imagine Him, his, this is how much He loved you. Right? His arms stretch on the cross. That's how much He loved you. He gave His life for us. So we, in turn, must give our lives to each other. Amen? Not by giving our lives in a deadly way, but to live for each other. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your message for us tonight. We ask now, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit, the true teacher, be the one to ingrain the message in our souls, in our minds, and in our hearts. That we not only remember it, Father God, but we are to live it out as well. Give us the strength, Lord God. The resolve, the inner strength in order for us to live out what you want us to do, which is to love you, Father, with, all our, with our entire being and to love others. We ask for forgiveness for our sins, Lord God, for the many times that we made our lives about something else, about someone else. Forgive us, Lord God, for loving others above you, Lord God. Father, we ask for help for those who are in trouble. I pray for those who have issues, Lord God, with their relationships. I pray for those who have issues with their, with their physical bodies, Lord God. and their, I pray for healing for those who are also are spiritually being lost, Lord God. We pray for salvation for those who have not accepted you as their Lord. I pray that this will be the evening that they will do so, Lord. And Father, I pray for each and every soul that has heard your message tonight. Father, make all of us your funnel of blessing, Lord. May we, Father, in love for you, speak the truth to everyone that you will bring along our way, Father God, whether it's comfortable for us or not. And I pray, Father, that you will help us become gentle if we are rough. Help us, Lord God, to be patient if we are impatient. Help us to be loving if we're not loving, Lord. Lord, help us, help our testimonies to be giving a good report instead of a bad report. All this, Lord God, we asking our Lord and Savior's mighty name, Jesus Christ, and all the Lord's people said, amen. amen, amen. Let's all rise for the closing hymn. And if you have any decisions you want to make this evening, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord for the first time, please come up so we can lead you into that prayer. If you just need prayer, please come up so we can pray for you. Or if you've been visiting... You've been visiting this church and God has impressed it in your heart that He wants you to become a part of it. Please come up so we can recognize you. Deacons, if you could please, Tito, uh, early, uh, because uh Accepted, you were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me because you died and rose again. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted.